RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season 4, Episode 6, Telegrams to Gene Roddenberry, 1968. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Hey, welcome back, all you Star Trek fans, all you Star Trek historians, all you canonistas, I say that lovingly, and of course, all you truckophiles, spelled with an F. Hey, we've got a really, really offbeat episode for you this week, <laughs> with a, with a, at, first, at first glance, um, rather offbeat collection of uh, telegrams, yes, I said telegrams, coming from all different areas, and yet... They seem to form a whole. <laughs> they form a whole from uh, the early months of spring and summer of 1968. So look, uh, take a listen to our sample. Find all three of these telegrams, yes, telegrams, at our page on Facebook, The Track Files. And I'll be right back with this week's guest. Dear Gene, must have Star Trek photos and posters. One of everyone you have. Do you have models of the Enterprise you can send me? It's a bar mitzvah gift. You owe me this. Paul L. Klein, NBC, New York. All right, Trekophiles. Did you find the uh, telegrams of the week this week? I can't wait to dive into this. It's just something interesting about seeing a classic Western Union telegram here. <laughs> across, yes, a wacky spread of subject matter. And who else better to come in and talk to us about wacky Star Trek documents is our recurring guest of the week, and you know him from Mission Log and Mission Log Live, John Champion. Hey, that is my strength. That is my fort. It is my passion, the wacky, weird documents <laughs> that you dig up. And this is cool because I, I, Western Union Telegrams, they're, they're sort of the text message of the mm-hmm. early and mid-20th century. You know, they, these are the things that they're short they have to be short because they're expensive and you you get it and you throw it away once you've gotten the message you know this isn't the formal interoffice memo uh, that you expect to last for a long time and we we've got such a, a diverse collection here right I, I mean I as you know I'm a, I'm a big will Rogers fan mm-hmm. and what's cool about this this is 1968 and uh, and the Western Union logo is pretty much the same here as it had been at least since the 20s and 30s yeah but this yeah. is you know, before long-distance phone calls, we had telegrams and, and ch- yes, charged by the word, right, to keep in mind right, here. Right. Now, have you ever get, received a telegram? Um, I don't think I have. I sent okay. one in a fit okay. of fandom peak, and I don't mean uh, Star Trek fandom. I mean football fandom okay. once <laughs> okay. for my Sooners in the 80s. And it was a different – it was a more modern blue and white block-lettered yes. Telegram logo. Yes. So I remember that because I received a telegram just like that. Uh Also in the 80s, I was doing a show. I was in Birmingham, and uh, I was in school. And uh, I want to say my mom and dad were traveling somewhere. And, yeah, of course, in 1988, 89, you could pick up a phone and you could call. But... There was a time zone difference, and they didn't know exactly where I'd be. And sure enough, I, this is probably like 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon, 
a Western Union telegram <laughs> delivery man shows up and hands me a telegram. It's great. There's something amazing about that. And you can't really do that anymore. Uh, the last Western Union telegram office closed in the U.S. I'm not sure exactly when, mm-hmm. but in relatively recent history. Uh, but, and to me, this kind of defeats the purpose. You can go online and send a telegram to somebody. Well, that's hysterical. So you, yeah, you go to a website <laughs> and uh, you type up your message, but then somebody prints it up and then they hand deliver it just like a You a still telegram. get a paper. Well, you know, there yeah. was a drama yeah. about it's, you know, uh, telegrams could be wonderful news. They could be congratulatory. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, you won your elected office, you your show launched, your play launched. Right. Or they could be tragedy, someone died. Or it could be a Titanic sinks, right. you know, right. <laughs> April 14, 1912. Right, right. I mean, it could, you know, but when some telegrams, sir, mm-hmm. you know. You never knew. Uh, you dramatic. never knew. Very right, dramatic. right, right. Yeah. So, but yeah, congratulatory telegrams, and that's what mm-hmm. we start off with here this yeah. week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very. You know, and and the one I want to start with here is um, from Herb Schlosser. Yeah. Who or they used to call Schloss, who was okay. in West Coast programming at NBC. Very standard. You know. Hey, congratulations on mm-hmm. start of a new show. Mm-hmm. New season, right? Yeah, really nothing uh, nothing out of the ordinary here. Uh, Herb had been with NBC for a little while. Uh, at this time, he was head of programming. He would later go on to become president mm-hmm. of NBC, not that like many years yeah, later. Yeah, not that many years later. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, this is a very straightforward uh, congratulations on season three. Oh, it'll be the best ever. Oh, oh, Herb. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> now, what's – and curious so – you know, mm-hmm. Very much. He, or probably more like his assistant, his secretary, yes. was very up on it. May 22nd is the first day of shooting for Spectre the Gun, mm-hmm. which was not the first mm-hmm. to air, but was yeah. the first show they filmed. Yeah. Uh, third season. So okay. they're right there on the top of getting the telegram off to uh, to Gene and the company on the first day of shooting. You know, the obligatory, hey, mm-hmm. happy new year shooting. And again... It's all corporate handling the cost. Yeah. And, and this is not in the to- the old school, uh, you know, congratulations, stop. Right. <laughs> stop. Right. You know, we're right. beyond that. Yeah. But it's a very, um, not tersely worded, but very uh, simply worded. Well, and here's what's interesting about this is, uh, okay, it's coming from the head of programming, so already it's important. It's to Gene directly, so mm-hmm. already it's important. But... You know, there's something, going back to the drama of the telegram, this is something that's delivered probably on set or directly Mm -hmm. into Gene's hands, right? But Herb could have just as easily written up something on NBC stationery and signed it. He could just as easily have sent a fruit basket. He could just (laughs) have done any number of things. But but this, the the immediacy, the impact of a telegram... It, it, it says something different. Even when it's a happy-dappy telegram. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's very cool. Very straightforward. Very cut and dried. Okay, this one. Still in the NBC family. Still in the NBC Still family. Still corporate NBC. But this time from New York. Yes. And, yeah. boy, uh, Paul Klein is uh, being a little demanding here. Now, this is actually a, a few weeks before our first one, but I wanted yeah. to, I, I'm not looking at chronology here. I'm looking, looking at, at the fun tone. value. Yes, yes the yeah. range of the spectrum. Yeah. So it's addressed to Gene at Desilu. Uh, we had your wonderful reading at the beginning. <laughs> you just want stuff. But we all know. We all know what it's like to be within the company and the liberties that people take. It's, it's in the all in fun, but yet. Okay, what well, 
what was Paul Klein's position, though, at NBC? So Paul Klein was vice president of audience measurement, which basically meant all the Nielsen's, all the ratings came into him, and they would look, you know, they would digest them and spit out reports and and make recommendations about who's watching what show and move it over to this time slot and dump this show and, okay, and but, all but, of that. But he's not Gene's boss. No. He's not somebody Gene no. has to answer to, he's and yet he's saying, you owe me this. <laughs> Give me all this stuff. Now, we don't know what all went on. And he's a, he's a New York guy. He's yeah. not a West Coast guy. Herb was a, uh, Schloss was a, was based out of L.A. at the time, so yeah. they were pretty, you know, they weren't best friends, but they worked together and they knew each other. Yeah. This is a New York guy. He's obviously knows him through the network channels. But right, they're not near as close. So I'm, I, you know, reading a little bit of Herb. Herb Klein wound up uh, being audience. Paul Klein. Paul, uh, see, Herb Klein was a big deal, <laughs> much bigger deal. But Paul Klein was at NBC, left that, went over and did. Uh, he pioneered a lot of pay TV models. Apparently, as that was starting to happen, cable TV. Okay. He also founded the Playboy Channel oh, okay. in '83. Yeah. And uh, came back, wound up, uh, he was the guy that brought event TV to NBC in 76, the big event. But also, he green-lighted Holocaust and Centennial and some of the big Mm. events when TV Mm -hmm. was trying to find its way. So, and he was was known as, I was just reading here, he was very egregious and... uh, um, He was very gregarious, uh, very witty. He had a running feud with his counterpart at CBS, apparently. So, yes, this whole bigger-than-life personality. So it seems like nothing for him to say, okay, Gene, you owe me. See, that's what's funny, and that's what we're missing from this document, is that you want to know the background. You want to know their interaction. That could have been kidding. It could have been serious. Who knows? Uh, But we don't know exactly what his and Gene's relationship was like. And the collector in me wants to know what he got. Right. Because if you say, send me all the Star Trek photos and posters you have and the models, and this is 1968, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I'd like to go diving in that warehouse. Well, what's hysterical <laughs> is for years, and we've had a few of them on the show, mm-hmm. but, you know, Susan Sackett's letter, uh, book, Letters to Star Trek, the, the fan letters notoriously unaware of costs and things, send me one of everything right. signed that you have. You know, right. those, those endless... So right. here's an NBC guy. And... Forget post- posters and photos. Hey, do you have any models? Yeah, just send me those. <laughs> just two. send me those models. Hey, and, and while we're at it, you got props and uniforms sure. because I like those too. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's yeah. okay. It's for a bar mitzvah. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, right. Anybody in the network should have known how notoriously you know uh, yes. fighting a budget. Maybe yes. it wasn't his realm, but they should have had an idea. That's so, hilarious. Okay, you know. now the the coup de gras. Speaking of letters <laughs> from fans, <laughs> see how I did that? Yes. Oh, my. So we have... Did I tell you that did I, we mentioned that uh, telegrams are charged by the word? Per word. And it doesn't matter if that word is a, is a one letter like I. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if yeah. that word came from just across town. Yeah, from Los Angeles. From Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. So here we have a fan telegram. Yvonne Owens. And... A page and a half long, which already you compare it to the brevity of the first one that we had from uh, Schloss. This is a page and a half long, sort of airing a grievance about not getting an order from Lincoln Enterprises. (laughs) And... um, 
Yeah. The, the, uh, I mean, it is four orders totaling $231.53 which in is, $1968. $1968. So you're talking about probably 1000 bucks worth of stuff today. Right. In money orders. In money orders, yeah. <laughs> and, and now, yeah, this is terrible. She did not get her order. That That is not good. Uh, but she has spent a bundle now on this telegram to literally go well, across right. town. And now, you know, I, I love her fan-esque sense of humor here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sick. I've already written a letter to them <laughs> with a copy to you, a CC to you, suggesting they get off that slow boat to China yes. and get on to Warp Factor 11 with this. Yes. Um, I, now, I haven't mailed them yet because I have a slight problem. I'm flat broke, oh, and yeah. no one will lend money to a disabled veteran with other sources of income. Okay, I'm sorry for the situation. Yes, yes. But if you're flat broke, how in the world did you afford this 5,000-word telegram? And how in the world did you afford <laughs> $231 worth of merchandise? Exactly. The mind boggles. And look, again, it might be the cynic in me. I don't want to think the worst of people. I hope this isn't a scam. Just saying, like, hey, you just send me this money and I'll reorder. She's already self-aware and self-deprecating enough to know that the president and Supreme Court and the Secret Service love her by now. So who knows who she's been complaining about her Lincoln Enterprises order too, much less maybe her politics. But I know. um, Yeah. Is it is it okay if I say that? You know, it is a telegram, but otherwise, Mm -hmm. the more things change, the more they stay the same. You're so right. Yes, I've known some wonderfully passionate fans yes. who may lose sight of you know priorities in the balance and things not yeah. that she's i am not that she's not to, you can't fault her for wanting her order fulfilled even if she goes all the way to the top to jean right. in uh, right. July 1968 is in the middle of filming that ballyhood we just won the third season you know movie. yeah 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 but i love her final thought here that um, just refund me all the money and as soon as I get it all back, I'll reorder the exact same See, that, order. That, that's what makes me wonder about it. That, that's what's so weird because it, it, it. Rather than that, wouldn't you just say, "Please send me the stuff that I ordered"? But if she's broke, then she needs the money. But if she's broke, why did she buy it in the first? I, I just. How did she afford? The I telegram? don't understand. And how did she afford the telegram? But no, I, it's yeah. not a scam because yeah. she's right there at one seven eight zero. North New Hampshire in L.A., yeah. 90027. Yeah. Well, I guess we should look that up because we still have stuff in the warehouse. Maybe it's waiting to be sent to her. I don't know. No. We'll never know the mystery, but it has been fun to look back at, at telegrams. Yes. Telegrams. Yes. Um yeah, I mean, I, I just I love that we have those. Like, there's this disposable nature to this kind of material, but how nice that we have it preserved and and we get to share it. Such a little slice of life. And from the president of NBC all the way to you know Yvonne Owens there on yeah. North New Hampshire in L.A. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a little bit of a small d democracy thing going on yeah, here that yeah. um, you know telegrams were for everybody. Yeah, uh, John, thanks so much for coming Thank by you. and um, having having a little fun with it. Absolutely. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. Additional production by Ken Ray. All of our documents and your chance to comment are available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. Hey, for more great podcasts, check out podcast.roddenberry.com. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek in Portal 47. That's me at LarryNimichek.com. Truck well, everybody.
podcast.roddenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.